It's the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Gonna tell your brother. Take this, brother. Would you like some salt potatoes? <laughs> Number six for Colvin. Brothers, for the Colvin Brothers. Tell your brother the stockyards are ours now. Colvin Brothers on Z93. But Marge, I want to see my brother. My brother makes the noises for the talking. Mom always likes you best. He's my brother. The Colvin Brothers. <laughs> on Z93. It's family. They said there'll be snow at Christmas They said there'll be peace on earth But instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgin birth I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell Eyes full of tinsel and fire They sold me a dream of Christmas they sold me a cyanite They told me a fairy story Till I believed in the Israelite And I believed in Father Christmas And I looked to the sky with excited eyes Then I woke with a yawn in the first light of dawn And I saw him and through his disguise everybody it's sunday and you know what that means it's time for the colvin brothers on z93 and last week we featured on the colvin five the top rock and roll christmas songs of all time this one got a lot of votes we just didn't have room so greg lakes i believe in father christmas there's two versions of them out there i played the more common one just now but if you're listening on muzak or pandora you might get a, a completely alternate ending i don't know how to find that one but that's the one that you got today and it was never his intention to make this a christmas song he was going it towards a protest against the commercialization of christmas and then it 
just blew up. And it's gotten even larger since his death, as songs will. So when you say Father Christmas, i got to give a shout-out to uh, Grandfather Christmas. Oh, uh, My friend Paul, who you know, he's one of the regular listeners of our show every Sunday. Mm. His grandfather just passed away, but age 107. 107? Please <laughs> tell me that the COVID didn't get him. No, no. Uh, All right. It wasn't COVID. They but, just can't uh, go to the funeral, unfortunately. Yeah, his father's been down there taking care of him in Florida, so uh, he'll be there. But Oh, uh, the nation's cesspool. We wanted to give props to Paul, uh, one of our regular listeners. So God bless to Father Gritz. And uh, one week till Christmas, you got anything left to do? Uh, the only thing I've been trying to do is track down Santa without a mask, but no luck. I am your brother. I will be wrapping presents until you show up at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Oh, there's my pen. <laughs> yeah, it's getting like really cold to the point where... Um, I haven't even turned my water off outside. I thought I did, but I, I got to do that. Oh, you have to do that. I brought in one hose bay uh, the other day, but I, I'm leaving one out because the, the 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 weather is teasing us. So, like, you'll have a couple of days, like you know, where it's in the 30s or whatever for a high, and then you get that 52, and you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be 52. <laughs> I got to keep the hose on. <laughs> well, the great thing is with George working for DOT, you know, Department of Transportation, he gives me updates of all the weather. So if he gets called in, I know we got a, you know a chance of some snow coming out because last year I didn't use the snowblower once last year. Nobody did. I I, I had our friend Moose uh, do the plowing because I've got one of those driveways of death. You know, you really don't know where it's going to end, and I, I felt I apologized to him. After the winter, I'm like, um, Moose, I feel like I ripped you off. You only got to plow me twice. <laughs> I know. I'm getting older. I'm starting to think about doing what Frank did and wear the long johns every day. But uh... I, uh, Well, you know what? It's, uh, who, who's your brother? Oh. Uh, come on. I got I got thermal socks and long johns, and I, I didn't want to wear them in here. I'm wearing my braces on my wrists again because of Instacart. My, my, my wrists have gone. <laughs> oh, man. He's aging himself, everybody. Check out the photos on Facebook. I, I'm only four years younger than when we, t- <laughs> we took our mother's keys away. She was 55. We never let her drive again. You ready for some swap rock? It's it's hard to pinpoint a favorite CCR song, but this is in my top three. It's a great sounding tune. Didn't really mean much in, the, in its time, but it's since become a, like a sports anthem to an extent, probably because of like all of the teams down in Louisiana and that sort of thing. But Born on the Bayou, it's a classic with the Colvin Brothers. On Z93.
Hudson Valley heroes. Real Hudson Valley heroes. We salute you, Mr. Out of Work Mall Santa. Mr. Out of Work Mall Santa. You spent 11 months preparing for this gig, and you never bothered to invest in a mask. Ho, ho, ho. You're barely one rung above the greeter at Walmart. But at least he still has a job and some hand sanitizer. Let's go down to unemployment. Your afternoons are supposed to be spent with bratty toddlers urinating on your lap. But now look at you. The only single mom who'll pay any attention to you these days is brandishing a cotton swab and a tourniquet. Jacob's mom has got it going on. The pandemic was enough to send you into a drunken rage, rivaled only by Alec Baldwin. But you sleep just fine, knowing full well these little turds aren't getting a thing they want for Christmas. Mommy and Daddy are poor. So we salute you, Mr. Out-of-Work Mall Santa, your bum knee, your gin flask, and your parole officer. You are a real Hudson Valley hero. The Colvin Brothers. Ho, ho, ho. On C93. Wreck the most this Christmas season. Colvin Brothers on Z93. I picked out this song. Bob Rivers wrecked the malls, and uh, Bob Rivers introduced to me by Michael back in the day. I think this album came out in 1987. 87 it came out, and I got to work with Bob in uh, the early 90s. I think I was at a morning show convention in 93 and met him and Spike and the whole crew that was a part of They were huge in Seattle, Washington. I have no idea if this guy's even in the business anymore, but that Christmas album was a staple at our holiday get-togethers. Yeah, you would always play 12 Pains of Christmas, which maybe we can get on the Christmas show next week. Oh, we are totally getting Are you kidding me? Christmas lights! <laughs> <laughs> but Wreck the Balls, Wreck the Malls is now a regular uh, song that we play on the Alexa for the Colvin kids, so uh, I'm happy that I can continue that. And I didn't know this. He actually grew up in Connecticut, Branford. You didn't come visit that often, but on the Connecticut shoreline was Branford, Guilford, Old Saybrook, and that's where I worked for a number of years. Um, so that was kind of cool where he started his radio career, and then, like you said, eventually finished off the last 25 years in Seattle. He uh, certainly was influential, and um, the podcast is going to be featuring some stuff from my earlier period from the 90s and 2000s and Bob Rivers will be a big part of that as well. You ready for the five? Yes. The Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On Z93. Alright, the Colvin Five topic this week which you can always find on the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page. We love your feedback. Continue with your feedback. What is the worst gift 
you received at Christmas. And before we jump into the five, I guess we could start with ours. Well, mine is one that I gave, and I was talking about it. I was talking with him about it this week. Our friend Lane Bajardi, he always wore a tie. You never see Lane Bajardi with it. He might not have a full suit, but he always wore a tie. It's like Zoll's with a visor. Yes, perfect. So <laughs> I, I got him this battery-operated mechanical tie rack, and I thought it was the perfect gift. He gave me so much <laughs> crap for it. I, he never let me live that down. I, I, and he's like, oh, you're the worst gift giver ever. And like, I pride, you know I pride myself on my ability to get the perfect gift, but I totally blew it with that one. And yeah, mine goes back to second grade, Mrs. Jones class. Mom, at the time, Transformers was huge back in the day. Christopher was the big Transformers guy in our house. I was He-Man. So mom went out and splurged and got a Transformer for the Secret Santa gift for Mrs. Jones' second grade class. So I was all excited. I'm like, oh, what am I going to get? You know, the kids know that I like He-Man because I brought it in for show and tell. Yes. I open up my gift. It was a Michael Jackson Thriller pin. <laughs> it was like, you got to be kidding me. So mom spent probably like 20 bucks, and I got something that was like worth $3. I still have the pin because that's me. Um, <laughs> but I remember years watching The Office, and with with an ex-girlfriend of mine, I paused and I said, are you ready for the worst Christmas uh, Secret Santa story? And I just went into the whole story, and I continue it to this day. That's awesome. So number five is... My mom got a steering wheel cover from my dad on their very first Christmas together. That's Linda in Modena. Wow. I mean, I've gotten the steering wheel covers. That's, I've, I've grown out of that phase, uh, but there was a period where that was a thing. And I think you probably had the fuzzy dice too, right? Is, was that you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, that's part of the joke of meatloaf. It's not paradise by the dashboard light. It's a pair of dice All right. by the dashboard. I'm trying to educate people. Number four, Natasha in Kingston chimes in with, I personally get Tic Tacs from my cousin's aunt, other side of the family, every year. Now, I can accept them as a stocking stuffer, but not as a gift. Tic Tacs. That's like uh, the year that they forgot that we were coming to Christmas and we got a $5 bill wrapped up in uh, cellophane. Number three this is from George in Poughkeepsie. He said, my mom gave my aunt, her sister, edible undies when he was a kid. <laughs> now that goes back away. Our friend George is about 45 now, so that, that goes back a ways. Like I, I could see it happening now in this day and age where you got places like Giggles that are very out front saying, hey, come in here and get porn. But but to, to have that happen in the 70s, that's pretty unique. That's back in the day with uh, George in Potown. Uh, number two, our friend Verna in Waterbury, a used dusty teddy bear for my ex's mother, <laughs> who was also used in dusty. Oh man! <laughs> so she got her, she got her back right there. Yes. Is that Teddy Ruxpin? I believe it was Teddy Dustpin. <laughs> <laughs> Big closer, you ready? Big closer. Our cousin Eddie, who's listening, he listens to the podcast. So we downloaded the iHeartMedia app for him on his and, phone, and he really is cousin Eddie. We're not just calling him that; he is cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie and Peekskill. <laughs> I knew you were going to love this. It's a blow-up doll and chest hair. Marge got him that, right? His, he was married, his second marriage. Uh, Marge was not quite familiar with the way our family Christmas Eve get-togethers went. They were very kid-centric. But in 1986 or 7, whatever year this happened, uh, not so much. Oh, man. That was something where Dad said, I'm never coming down here again. <laughs> Our next song is from R.E.M. It's Stand. And back in 1990, there was a show. Mm. You watched it. I have to go binge it. Do you remember Get a Life by Chris Elliott? The, the most uncomfortable episode of television ever, and I hope that you remember this. They were doing some sort of play on a school stage as animals, and they were on roller skates, and they went out into the audience, and they were like, what would you do if you were an animal in the zoo? <laughs> it's so cringeworthy, I can't stop watching I'll it. have to binge it, because it was back on when Fox 5 became a big, huge hit with Herman's Head, The Simpsons, uh, what's another show? Uh, Parker Lewis yes, Can't Lose. Yes, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. <laughs> this is going out to Allen in Amity Island, New York, on the Colvin Brothers Z93. Stand in the place where you live. We'll be right 
fall in Listen to reason Season is calling Stand in the place where you live Now face no Think about direction Wonder why you have it Now stand in the place where you were Now face no Think about the place where you live Wonder why you have it Christmas songs out there, and uh, not too many Hanukkah songs, so uh, wrote, a, wrote a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. Here we go. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> Lights the menorah So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinosaur Guess who eats together At the Carnegie Deli Bowser from Shanana And Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish Goldie Hawn's half too Put them together What a fine looking Jew Celebrate Hanukkah O.J. Simpson Not a Jew <laughs> But guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew He converted We got Ann Landers And her sister dear Abby Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish Not too shabby <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges So many Jews are in showbiz To 
religion is. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, forget a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica and smoke your marijuana. If you really, really want to go, have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Adam Sandler, the Hanukkah song. You have to play this for all of our Hanukkah friends. They're in the middle of Hanukkah right now. And most of them will be at our place for Christmas Eve, game night, whatever. I had to split our Christmas Eve celebration up into three different nights to keep the under 10 thing going. Because yeah. normally we have 30 people at my crib, and that's not just Bryce's friends. So uh, that goes out to Raz. Scott, is Woody Jewish? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly could pass for one. I want to say a big shalom to the Glide. He's enjoying a cold one right now at Fresno's at the Poughkeepsie Galleria. <laughs> So I got something that hopefully this uh, this goes well. We'll continue to do it as a regular bit. It's uh, something I ripped off from Jimmy Fallon. Okay. It's called Guess the Impression. Ooh. So what I did was I, I took four Christmas shows mm-hmm. and I put them on a piece of paper. I put it in a hat and Michael picked out four and I picked out four. So it's completely random. And Michael didn't know anything about it until right now. That's the, the magic of radio. So when you pick out your Christmas show, you can find any character from that show and impersonate them, and I need to guess what the Christmas show is. All right, well, the fact that you created this game isn't going to give you any advantage whatsoever, but uh, do we need <laughs> Breckman with the with the egg timer? No, no egg timer. Okay. He, he could just... Uh, can, can we let him talk? Breck. Would you like some salt potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, you go first. Don't tell me what you just opened, but do a character from that, and I have to guess the cartoon show. Messy, messy, messy. Happy birthday. Is that Frosty? Yes, it is. And I, was, I specifically didn't do happy birthday because I would have given it away. And that's the magician. I forgot what his name is. Mr. Stinkle? I forget. I watch the Hinkle? show uh, every day, sometimes three times daily because I have a not quite four-year-old, but uh, yes. And that's the whole point of this game right here is because we both have kids, so we should be watching these shows every Christmas. Mine is... Yahoo, you who he ho me. Oh, you gotta ho. you gotta do better than that. You know what? We're gonna play that on our Christmas show next week. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original. None of these stupid live action remakes. It's gotta be the cartoon. Yeah, shout out to Boris Karloff. Yes, an absolute shout out to Boris Karloff. Are you ready for mine? Alright, here we go. Toys <laughs> I hate toys. I hate toys. Can you give me something else? No. Uh, is that like a really bad rendition of uh, something in Rudolph? No, it's Santa Claus is coming to town. The Burgermeister Meister Burger. He oh, hates toys. Come right. on. You got to start watching this <laughs> stuff with your kids. We did watch that one, and Olivia Tinnerbull said, Dad, can we not watch that one again? <laughs> I'm the Burgermeister Meister Burger. All right, here's my turn. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm opening it up. Oh. <laughs> Why is there a birdhouse in the Christmas tree? The Simpsons Christmas special, which led to 33 seasons of The Simpsons that followed. People might not recall this because you're not old enough. They started out as commercial bumpers on the Tracy Ullman show, one of the early Fox programs. Yep. And it still is amazing to me that that show has never left the air since. Again, if you guys are just tuning in now, uh, me and Michael are playing a little game. Guess the impression. It's Christmas cartoons or shows, and we're going to do a character from each, and we have to try to guess what the show is. Hey, Violet. My... <laughs> Hey, Violet, my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. It's called sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to answer it. Charlie Brown's Christmas. That's right. All right. Oh, good. I had, to, I had to pull it out. Okay. I hope my uh, voice doesn't pitch too high on this. I'm going to give it away as soon as I do the voice. Hold on a second. Scrooge, can I get half a day off for Christmas tomorrow? It's got to be McScrooge or something like that. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. I haven't seen that one in years. Mickey Mouse's uh, Christmas Carol. Which, okay. I, which I highly recommend. And back in 1998, Sean, who is a buddy of mine, went on to win an Oscar for Curfew. We made a movie, shot for shot, based on Mickey's Christmas Carol, which uh, I'll probably be able one day to put it on social media, but I'll have to edit out all of Sean's parts. And the big closer. For Michael, because I got one more left. Oh, you do? Crap. <laughs> I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. Oh, it's a very sad day when there's a year without Santa Claus. Yes, indeed. Okay, final one. Final one, and this is for Michael. Land ho! Oh, you could have used anything from that movie. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Herbie doesn't like toys. Bumbles bounce. So that's our guess the impressions, which I eventually will do with you because I know you do impressions, and we'll actually have four lined up for each of us, and we'll do like albums or tie it in somewhere where you can uh, do some stuff, and we'll have some fun with that later on. Whatever works. For 2021. Our next song was played during Little Sebastian's memorial <laughs> service. <laughs> on Parks and Rec. I'm playing this because uh, Scott Carlin was over for uh, the Giant game last week. I'm like, bro, pick a song. I used to work for you. So he's like, you know what I really want to hear? Wild Horses. So this is Wild Horses. I thought you wanted to hear Sammy Davis, the Candyman. The Colvin Brothers on Z93. Child of 
Coven Brothers. Save the neck for me, Clark. Okay, Eddie. On three. on Z93. Joan Jett, little drummer boy going out to Rob, listening on his brand new Alexa. <laughs> I tell you what, Alexa comes in very handy for that sort of thing. It's one of the many ways you can check out our podcast. You you have to say it just right, otherwise you get the Coleman Brothers Radio, which is awful. So you say, Alexa, play the Colvin Brothers Podcast latest episode, and you'll get this episode in like an hour. I'm still trying to figure out how to play the episode before it, because it always says, how about another song from Creedence Clearwater? So I'm like, no, that's not it. So we're about to play an iconic song from uh, 1981, Hall & Oates, You Make My Dreams. I had the 45. It's since been revived in way too many movies to count. But the real reason we're going for it is because of Daryl's house, which I miss 
so much. The pandemic has just uh, decimated the live music scene, obviously. And that's a place that I would always go and see Willie Nile every year at this time. We'd always do a show on like December 28th, 29th, or 30th. We'd go with the OB, who our voice guy here on the Colvin Brothers. And it's just not going to happen this year, and it breaks my heart. I haven't been out there. And uh, shout out to John Barry, who just recently left the Poughkeepsie Journal. He would always write about Daryl's house while I was working there, the lovely uh, Pauling, New York. It's a great spot. I've seen great shows there. Dana Fuchs comes to mind. And uh, obviously, once the pandemic settles, let's hope this vaccine is real. Um, I'm sure that spots like Daryl's house, the town crier down in Beacon, uh, the chance and uh, all of our other local music venues will be back up and running and and people are going to be lining up to go. And Larry is enjoying a couple of daddy sodas right now at Chuck and Jerry's in Wappingers Falls. <laughs> Chimed in, wants to hear this one. It's Hall Notes, You Make My Dreams on Z93. What I want It all seems so right 
Coffin Brothers on Z93, King of the Hill by Roger McGuinn and Tom Petty. And sometimes it's very hard to tell the difference between the two. It's a new feature we're going to lead into 2021 with uh, my obscure pick of the week. This is for all the people I used to do radio with, as well as my neighbors. Like I found out that my neighbors, Mike and Maria Donaldson, are really into deep rock. So uh, we'll be hitting some of their favorites in the future weeks as well. In 1991, Roger McGuinn, out of nowhere, had this comeback album called Back From Rio. He hadn't done anything in about 10 years, uh, the McGuinn-Clark Hillman era, and uh, he played the chance. I got to meet him. He's always been an icon of mine, of course, the founder of the Birds, and responsible for so much of what later became the sound of the 70s, you know, the soft rock, the yacht rock, whatever you want to call it, country rock's another format. Tom Petty was absolutely influenced by him. The story goes, in 1976 or 7, Roger was still a cokehead. He was driving around L.A. and heard American Girl on the radio and thought that it was a song that the birds did that he forgot about. 
So he covered it on his <laughs> subsequent album, and he and Tom Petty became lifelong friends, like up to the day that Tom Petty died. So this was their collaboration. It brought Roger back to the airwaves. King of the Hill, a fantastic album. I know that albums don't exist anymore, but check it out on Spotify. I can't say enough good things about it. And we always like to play at least one song that Zoles has no idea who the artist is. And he gave us a shout-out on his show earlier today. He does the sports show from 12 to 1 with uh, Soups. So, Zoles, thank you for that. And now it's time for Who Died Today? So on this date in 2016, at the age of 69, Alan Thicke, if you remember him growing up, there was a sitcom called Growing Pains. I remember him from Thick of the Night, which was a failed Fox late night talk show. I think that it presaged uh, Joan Rivers, who had the first successful Fox uh, television program. Uh, but he's also famous for being the father of Robin Thick, who did that uh, Blurred Lines song that we can't play at Vassar College. <laughs> I was just thinking of, of that exact same story. And based on Growing Pains, there was an actor, not Kirk Cameron, but there was an actor that got his first big shot. Famous actor, huge actor. Do you know who it was? I would have to say he just uh, hosted Saturday Night Live last week, Jason Bateman. No, he was on Valerie. Ah! Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? I never watched it. He got his best start. I'm allowed to be wrong. So a bunch of things that we want to do before we get out of here today. Got to do a big birthday shout out to our sister Jennifer, turning 50 tomorrow. Yes, indeed. She's going to get the diaper cake. (laughs) And another 50th birthday this week is my brother-in-law Bill on the 18th. So everyone's turning 50. Well, not the Sizz. Mad Mike's 50, 52, 53. How old are you now? Like I said, I'm I'm still driving. (laughs) Our mother got her keys taken when she was 55. Our next song is The Pretenders, 2,000 Miles. And this is a favorite of mine that you could play anytime throughout the year, I think. Well, you're one of those people that thinks that Christmas music should be played throughout the year. But yeah, it was uh, just another track on their Learning to Crawl album. And it's since become a Christmas perennial. And I'm so happy to be playing it here on, on Z93. Yeah, it was written for the group's original guitar player, James Honeyman Scott, who died the year before the album was released. Yeah. They had two guitar players that did a little too much smack, but what are you going to do? So we're the Colvin Brothers. Check us out. The Facebook page again, the Colvin Brothers on Z93. We look forward to some comments, some requests, because next week it's the big Christmas show next Sunday. All Christmas music, cool stuff, and some stuff that you've never heard. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to track down Santa for our annual photos at Caldors. We'll see you next week, everybody. It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93. He's
on Z93. He said I'm cute. Family. Wow.